I'm ready to jump into the Word today. Are you? Did you come ready today? Did you come prepared? Ears are open. Eyes are open. You're ready to see. Your heart is vulnerable. Anybody got a vulnerable heart this morning? You got a, you're vulnerable. You're feeling vulnerable. You're not, all the walls are down. Are, are there any walls built up right now? Let's, let's get those walls down because I want to talk to you about something today that I think is really cool. In fact, it was born out of uh, the reading that we did about two weeks ago. Uh, Holy Spirit really set this in my heart. And I just loved the reasoning in this. And, and I've read the Bible through, I don't really know how many times, quite a few times, and, and over the years, and I don't ever recall this particular point jumping out to me like it did in this particular reading. So today, what I'm going to call this message is Abraham's gift. Everybody say, Abraham's gift. And there's a really, really cool story in the book of Genesis as we were reading there that, and I'm going to uh, suck on this halls if y'all don't mind this morning because my throat's a little dry, but um, there's a really super cool story in the book of Genesis and Actually, there's several cool stories there, but this one in particular deals with Abraham and Sarah, or Sarai, and her uh, maidservant, Hagar. And what goes on there, what happens there, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So Sarah was not able to have children, and, but she wanted children. And so, again, I'm really, really breaking this, making this a small thing, and it's bigger than that. But she wanted to have children. She couldn't have children, so she inquired of Hagar, gave Hagar, her maidservant, to Abraham and said, have a child. I want you to have a child. And so he did. And Ishmael was born from Hagar. Hagar was the concubine. Let me help you understand the difference between a wife and a concubine before we dive into this story. Because you hear these terms throughout Scripture. The difference between a wife and a concubine in Scripture, whether it be the Old Testament or First Testament and Second Testament, is this. A wife is one who is received. Say that with me, in fact. A wife is one who is received. And a concubine is one who is taken. One is a gift. And one is not. One is of promise and one is not. One is of spirit and one is of flesh. In other words, a wife is one. You could not be a wife unless the father had, of that woman had released her. Had given her to whomever that husband might be. Now a concubine is technically a, would become a slave. Not a slave in her father's house. But at some point became a slave, either due to debt or whatever it may have been, was sold into this person's family. And any man who took that slave and made her a wife, she was a concubine because she was not a woman of promise. She was a woman of opportunity. Very big difference. So one is of the flesh. One is because man wants... That's a concubine. And one is because God wants. That's a wife. One is man's hope. One is Yahweh's hope. So you have to understand that when you dive into this, because Hagar was Sarah's um, maidservant. She was her assistant in every sense of the word. And Sarah, in her inability at that point to have children, 
gave her to Abraham, or Abram at that time, to be his wife and to have a child with her. I want to give that background before we dive into this because there's something very cool about this story we need to understand. And believe it or not, believe it or not, in all of our lives, both of these things are represented. When I say wife and when I say concubine, let's not picture that as women. I want you to see wife and concubine in the way that I'm preaching this today as God's promise, whatever it might be, or what we have taken, whatever it may be. I want you to relate it. Not, don't, I'm not talking about whether, I'm not here to decide whether we are, are married to wives or concubines today. That's not up to me. You decide for yourself. Wives, you decide for yourself. <laughs> Who are you married to? It goes both ways, baby. I'm just telling you. But anyway... I want to dive right in, Yahweh's promise and covenant. So there are two kinds of wives in Scripture, which we just said. One is one who is received as a gift from the Father, that's of the Spirit, and one who is purchased as a slave and later became a wife, that is of the flesh. And this is the story in Genesis 16. Turn with me there, please. This is the story of sons born of two women, Sarah, the wife of spirit and blessing, and Hagar, the wife of the flesh who is a concubine. I want to begin in Genesis chapter 16, verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name, though, was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant, and it may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, his wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. In other words, after Sarai... Real, I'm just going to call her Sarah. After Sarah realized that Hagar now had conceived a son, all of a sudden, the thing that she had initiated, she is now regretting. Boy, does that ring a bell to anybody. Is there anything we've ever done by our own hands without the will of God that we came to regret later? I, I would say that that would be true of anyone who has any relationship at all with the Father. Then in Genesis 17, chapter 17, verse 19, God says this. Prior to this, let me back up verse 18. In verse 18, what happens is, Yahweh has said to Abraham that through your seed, the covenant I've made with you will be be transferred to your son Isaac. You're going to have a son, and his name is going to be Isaac, and the covenant I've given to you will be transferred to him. And Abraham begins to plead with the father because he loves Ishmael. Even though Ishmael was born of the flesh, he still loves Ishmael. This will all make sense in a minute. So he pleads with God in verse 18, very, in one sentence, and he says, Please let this blessing pass to Ishmael. But Yahweh cannot do it because Yahweh cannot add himself to what is born of man. He can only add himself into and insert himself into what is born of the Spirit. And in Genesis 17, 19, God says to him, He said, No, Abraham, I will not give the blessing to Ishmael. But Sarah, your wife, is going to bear you a son. And you will call his name Isaac. 
And I am going to establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. And then in verse 20 and chapter 25, I know I'm going through this quickly. I want you to go. Genesis 25 verses 5 through 6, beginning with verse 5. Abraham, as time passed, gave everything that he had to Isaac. And this is where I want to place some emphasis today. Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, but to the sons of his concubines, which he had many, to the sons of his concubines, Abraham gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son Isaac eastward to the east country. Let me give you a little bit of history on Ishmael. It could be argued, has been argued, is argued every day. I tend to agree with this side of the argument. Other people have different viewpoints. It's irrelevant. But it has been said that Ishmael is the father, father of the Arab nations. That he is the father of the Arabs. He is the father of the Muslims. Now I can tell you this. Whether that be true or not, I do not know. What I, do, I do believe that, but I do not know that. What I do believe is this, that Yahweh said somewhere in Genesis 18, I don't have that in my notes here, but Yahweh did say that when Ishmael is sent away, he will be in contention with your brother Isaac for every generation after this. There's going to be enmity between the two of them. There will always be enmity. And I also know that when Isaac... Was, had come to an age that he was being weaned from his mother, not when he was, you know, they nursed their children in those days until they were three years old, but that wasn't the weaning time. The weaning time was when they were teenagers and they were going from being a child to an adult. That was considered when they, there was no such thing as a teenager in those days. In fact, that's new, that's American. Teenagers were, were it, there was no such age gap. You were a child or you were an adult. So children were weaned around the good old age of 16 or 17. At that age, right around that age, suddenly you're an adult. You can marry. You can be given away. You, all of these things happen at that point. Prior to that, you were still a child. You were under your parents' care. And you were being, you were being cared for, nurtured. And then at that age, as a teenager, what we would consider a teenager, you were weaned. Now, when Isaac was being weaned, during that time, they were having a celebration, they were having festivities, they were having a party. You can read this, this is in Genesis as well. But you can read this as they were having this party and celebrating and rejoicing over Isaac. Ishmael was laughing in the background. He was mocking Isaac. The son of the flesh was mocking the son of promise. I just want you to hear that. This is going to, you need to hear it because... In a, in, in a lot of lives, under the sound of my voice right now, there is a son of the flesh mocking the son of promise. Now, I'm not talking necessarily about a human being. I'm talking about a moment, a certain issue, a thing that is not of God, that mocks that in you that is of God. Now, I just want to say it one more time. Can I say it one more time? There might be something in you that is not of God, an Ishmael that is mocking that thing that is of God. The Isaac. So what does Abraham do? So Abraham sends Hagar and Ishmael away to the east country, sends them away, which is this whole under, part of the reason that they, many believe that they are the, he is the father of the Arab nations, sends them away. And this is another reason why it's believed uh, 
and I'm just throwing this in here, I'm inserting that, because if you look at the Quran and the Muslim, their codex, and theirs, and you look at what they believe, the, one of the significant differences in the beginning of what a Muslim believes versus what a Christian believes is this. While Christians believe that Isaac is the son of promise, Muslims believe that Ishmael is the son of promise. There is a crossroad at that point. They see Abraham as we do. They see the story up to Isaac and Ishmael as we do. When it gets to Isaac and Ishmael, Ishmael is the son of promise. Because he was the firstborn. They could not, Muslims do not have the ability to separate the difference between flesh and spirit. Because you cannot do that without Christ. That was just an insert. So, Abraham sends them away and says, get away from here. And then he does this. And it's so cool. In 25, I just read it. He said, Abraham gave everything that he had. Everybody say, he gave everything. To Isaac. But to the sons of his concubines, he gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son Isaac. And he sent them to another place. And when I read this scripture... I said to my wife, we were sitting at the table and we were reading through our devotion that day. And I said to my wife, I said, one gets all, but another gets a gift. One gets everything, but another gets a gift. And even though I knew, I'd already known that Ishmael was born of the natural. He was born of the flesh. It was man's idea, not God's idea to bring Ishmael into the world. doesn't mean God didn't love Ishmael. He did, in fact, love Ishmael. But it doesn't change the fact that Ishmael was not the promise. And I'm looking at this scripture and I'm talking to my wife and I'm saying, one gets all and another gets a gift. So I want to break that down. I told her I really want to break that down in our house because I want people to really see how that thing that is Ishmael related in our lives robs, can rob if we don't send it to a far country. It will rob that that is of God in you every single day. You will find yourself participating in things that violate the Spirit of God, but suddenly become okay with you. Because Ishmael is ruling. Ishmael is sitting on the throne instead of, not, not the throne of righteousness, but Ishmael is the one, that spirit of Ishmael reigns in you rather than that spirit of life and promise. I want to get there. I want to get there. So Isaac was a son of promise. He was of the spirit, born to Abram, Abraham at 99 and Sarah at 90. The sons of the concubines were sons of the flesh. I need you to say these things with me. Isaac, Isaac. born of the spirit. Born of the spirit. He's, a of He's a son of promise. Ishmael, Ishmael. Born, of born of the flesh. He was gotten, he was gotten. not given. So I was looking at this, and I was thinking, what does it look like? What must have it felt like for, oh, I don't have my wallet, so I don't have much of value uh, with me right here. I want to do a demonstration. So I'm going to, whose iPad is this right here? Stephanie, I'm giving this away. (laughs) Good Lord, man. The crocodile teeth on this thing up here. So I'm going to take Stephanie's iPad and I'm going to just give this to somebody. So I'm going to say to, in fact, I'm going to make it a little less amazing. 
So I'm going to say, Sam, stand with me if you would, please. You are my Isaac. So Yahweh says to me, in time, He says, I'm going to give you a son. That's my purpose. And the inheritance that you have is going to be given to your son. The covenant that we have will also be transferred to the son. But then there's another son that I have that did not come as a promise from Yahweh. I really don't want to use anyone as an example, but I'm going to, Matt. I'm sorry, you're the closest, so come and join me. This is a horrible, this, I'm just in a horrible position right now. I feel Abraham's feeling. Oh, Yahweh. Now I know why Abraham said, please let the blessing go to Ishmael too. But imagine what it would be like to have two sons. And I'm going to stand this way so that you guys can look. Stand side by side. And Abraham's about to send you off into a far country. And you're going to walk with him. And he walks up and he says, Son, everything that I have belongs to you. Everything. All my cattle. All my land, not only what I have belongs to you, anything that I receive between now and the time that I pass, your inheritance is what is and what is to come. To you. (laughs) Be gone. Thank you. Do you get the visual? So this is what's going on. So to one is born of the Spirit. One is born of the flesh. One is received because it was a promise of God. But one was gotten out of impatience. Out of an unwillingness to say, you know what, I'm just going to trust you. And, And even in their old age, whether you're 99 or 90 or... 20 or 30, it's irrelevant. Really what's relevant here is saying, Father, if you said you're going to do it, I'm going to believe that you're going to do it. Because if I go about this thing my own way, it might be good, but good isn't always God. Good isn't always God. It's not always just because, well, there's, what's wrong with this thing? There's nothing wrong with it. What's sinful about this thing? There may not be anything sinful about it. But if it wasn't promised by the Father, it's still a counterfeit. I caution people when they're marrying, be careful that you're not marrying your Ishmael. Make sure that when you marry, you marry someone whose vision and purpose is is to enter into the things of the kingdom of God and their hope so that their Ishmael spirit does not begin to outweigh your Isaac spirit. They don't mean to do harm. They don't mean to suppress. They don't mean to take away. But they have no other choice. Because without relationship with a father, without a passionate relationship with a father, without a deep need to know God, without a real want, without a real hunger to know the father, it is absolutely impossible, impossible 
for me to add anything to the promise that the Father might have in another. So Yahweh dispenses His blessing very differently upon what you get by the flesh and what you receive by the Spirit. Again, there is good, but then there is God. And when He pours out His blessing, He gave one, He said, I'm going to give you everything. Everything that not only that I have, but everything I will ever have as long as I live belongs to you. And to another one, here's a pot to pee in and do the best you can. That was probably not a good analogy, but <laughs> it's what came to mind. So, and There's a warning in here. There's a warning in here for you and me. Now go with me to Galatians chapter 4. Paul explains to the Galatians who are beginning to lean back to the law that they're not born of the law, but they're born of the Spirit. They're beginning to lean back on those things that are familiar to them, that are easy for them. They don't, it doesn't require faith. See, law never requires faith. What we're waiting on from the Father does require faith. In Galatians 4, verse 21, starting there, Paul said this to them. He said, tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not, do you not listen to the law? Do you not know what it says? Have you lost sight of what it really means? That's like, again, people who enter into relationships that are not equally yoked. When they enter into those relationships, it is rare that the... I mean, rare. I'm going to tell you the truth. It is. In fact, I don't know that I've seen it, but maybe once or twice where if two people get married and they're unequally yoked, it is almost never that the righteous one converts the unrighteous one. In fact, it is almost 100% true that the unrighteous one begins to convert the righteous one to their unrighteousness. Suddenly, that righteous one begins to justify doing the things that at one time would they, they would have never done. But they justify it. And suddenly you find that what was intended for the Spirit has now been given back to the flesh. Yahweh doesn't bless that. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons. One was by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery, and she is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above, I'm not, he said, I'm not talking about this earthly place. I'm talking about a spiritual place. It's bigger than this. The place I'm talking about doesn't have borders like you see here. Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother, for it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of one who has a husband. When the promise, when the Ishmael, is not sent away, the children of that desolate one, if they're allowed to remain a part of who we are, that child of the flesh will become more 
than the children of the Spirit. In other words, what it will do, exactly what I said a moment ago, will begin to supplant righteousness until unrighteousness reigns. Is anybody hearing what I'm telling you today? Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted Isaac, talking about Ishmael, persecuted Isaac, who was born according to the Spirit, so also it is now. Just like Ishmael persecuted Isaac, it is true today that the children of the flesh are persecuting the children of the Spirit. They are entering into their places, filling them up, and I'm not just talking about people, I'm talking about things in our lives, moments, the things that we participate in and we, we allow to be in us, that we put our mind on, we put our hands in, or we let our feet walk us into. So also it is now, but what does the Scripture say? Scripture says this, Paul said, Cast out that slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not inherit with the son of the free woman. So brothers... We are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. Cast out, Paul said, that slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. I'm going to read it again until you get this this morning. He said, cast out that slave woman. Cast out that thing of the flesh. Cast out that thing that is the counterfeit of the promise. Cast out those things that are a counterfeit to what you know is righteous and right. Stop entertaining Ishmael while trying to dine with Isaac. Some of you are getting what I'm telling you right now. Those of you who are getting it, I want to tell you, freedom is at your doorstep. Cast out the slave woman and her son. For the son of that slave woman shall not inherit with the son of promise. What does that mean? Let me read it a little different. Cast out that slave woman and her son of the flesh. Because they will not inherit with the son of promise. So let me read that a little differently. If you allow those things to rule and reign together in your life, if you continue to make a place for what you get, what you get by your own hand because of impatience, you're not trusting Yahweh, you're not believing Yahweh, if you continue to make a place for those things, if you let them live in the same house, there is no inheritance at all. Because I will, He said, I will not let the son of the flesh... Share in the inheritance of the Son of Promise. And if they're living in the same house, you will, you will not be able to stop yourself from being able to say 50% for you and 50% for you. And he said, I will not let you do that with what is mine. So there are people in the kingdom today trying to figure out how come I'm doing the things, I'm tithing, I'm being faithful, I'm coming to church and I'm doing all these things and yet still I don't understand, I don't see how the hand of God is really moving in my life in a blessed type of way. I want to tell you, I want you to ask yourself, are there Ishmael's 
Are there things in your life? Are there things that you entertain, that you participate in, things that you do? I don't know what those are, but are there things that you do that are the counterfeit to the promise of God? Are there things that you allow into your life? Are there sons and daughters or whatever they are that you allow to come in and they are suppressing your ability to receive the inheritance that's actually accounted to you? Does anybody hear me today? He said, cast out the bondwoman and her sons. Don't get hasty in trying to fulfill the promise of God on your terms. Dakari, son, don't get hasty ever in trying to fulfill the promise of God to you on your terms. Well, it's not happening fast enough. Hagar, do what bondwomen do. Mariah, he said, don't get hasty. You be patient. Because if you try to lay hold of this thing and you try to make it work, it's going to come in and it's going to rob the inheritance that is promised to you. I've had people, known people, know people, today that used this story, have used this story in times in their life when they've said, and I'm just going to make it very real, but they've used this story to explain why if they were unable to have children, they were relating it to them, and they would use this story to explain why if they were incapable of having kids, they would not adopt or foster or whatever. And they would say, because we do not want to bring an Ishmael into our home. And my response is always the same if the opportunity is present to present it and to give it. And if I'm asked, my response is always the same. The promise of God doesn't always come through your loins. There's a very big difference between receiving an Ishmael that's not promised or an adopted child that is promised. There are people living their lives today without children, wishing they had children because they were afraid to receive children that were still children of promise, but they were laying hold of a story that theirs wasn't meant to be written in exactly the same way. The promise comes because it's God's Word. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Don't get hasty in trying to fulfill the promise of God on your terms because this is what Sarah did with Hagar. Yahweh's terms are literally always better. Even, listen, His terms are always better even if it seems like it's past. Oh, let me, I want to make sure you hear what I'm about to say. Even if it seems like the promise has gone past its time of fulfillment. Even if it's gotten to the place where you think, what good would it do now? What good would it do now if he gave me a child? I'm 99. She's 90. I have three teeth left in my whole mouth. <laughs> Not me, but I'm just pretending like I'm... What good would it be? And the father said, you need to understand something. You need to, if you receive me, you have discernment. 
The moment you came to Christ, there was a spirit of discernment present in you. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. I believe this with all my heart. I believe that the spirit of discernment rests in everybody, righteous or unrighteous. Because when you're born, he breathes his breath into you, and that spirit of discernment is present with that. So that's why you can know right and wrong when you're a child without a parent ever telling you what's right or wrong. But he wants to breathe into you and me. He wants to do in you and me today. He wants to separate some things today. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just telling you, just, just freedom is at your door. Don't let people or choices that you make or anything else get in the way of the promise of God in your life. No matter who they are. No matter what they come across as, no matter what they seem like. Abraham loved Ishmael. He loved Ishmael. But it doesn't matter how much Abraham loved Ishmael, it did not change the fact that Ishmael was not the promise. See, we live in a world today where tolerance is this big word, or intolerance. So we live in this world today where if someone said, that's not the promise of God, well, that's not, you're, you're just intolerant. No. I'm particular. I'm not intolerant. I'm telling you, I'm, if it's not the promise of God, I'm not going to receive by the flesh what the Father wants to do by the Spirit. Amen. Consider again, people. I want you to consider again who you were born to be and the life that you were born to live. And in this room, under the sound of my voice, watching online today, there are those present today. You don't even realize you have arrived there. But your temple is being shared by both Ishmael and Isaac. And the Father saying to you, it's time to send Isaac away. You need to recognize those things that are in you, that are stealing from the inheritance that's been promised to you. You need to be reminded today what you were born to be, who you were born to be, and not in any way, in any way compromise that. Amen. Be willing to stand up and say, I am a son of promise. I am a son of promise. I am a daughter of promise. And I will not give away the inheritance that's been promised to me. I'm not sharing it with Ishmael. I might like Ishmael. I might want to swing on the swings with Ishmael. But I'm not sharing my inheritance. In fact, just so I don't swing on the swings with Ishmael, I'm sending him off. Do you hear me this morning? What does that mean? What does it mean for you? Don't go out of the room today and think, you know, oh Lord, man, my wife or my husband is... Good Lord. I'm stuck, God. And certainly don't go out of here and say, leave to a far country. It's time for you to go. I'll pack for you. As I said a moment ago with people that I've known, which are many, my wife and I have known, that on their own they have not been able to have children and they were afraid to adopt. They felt like it was a lack of faith because they refer back to Abraham and Isaac. I mean Abraham and Sarah. And they continue to refer back to her, well, they had faith and at 99 and 90. And, and, and it's, it's not about 99 and it's not about 90. 
It's about the Word of the Lord. It's about the promise. And sometimes His promise to have seed doesn't come through our loins. But it's still a promise. But when you know that's right and, and He releases you to do that, and I'm just using this as a very... Because I think it makes sense. I think it just makes sense in people. I think you can get this. If He says in your heart and soul you know that He has given you a peace to adopt, adopt. Amen. Amen. And may He or she be forever known as your promise. And in the same way, you're sitting here and you're thinking, well, I'm married, I'm unequally yoked, I'm telling you, this is, there's a lot of Ishmael in my house, <laughs> taking up my Isaac space. <laughs> you know, and Ishmael had a temper, so Isaac really didn't want to mess with Ishmael. I'm telling you what you do today because if you got into that situation and it was by word and spirit and Yahweh told you I want you to be joined to them be joined but don't compromise in your joining you hearing what I'm telling you today don't compromise in your joining do not compromise in your joining say Father I'm praying that you will redeem him I'm praying that you will redeem her I'm praying you will redeem whatever the situation I'm praying for them today. But I believed when I came into this thing, I believed it was your word. And I'm going to believe that you're going to fulfill that word. Hallelujah. And in the process of him fulfilling that word, listen to me, people. Recognize those things that are in your life that are of the flesh. That Ishmael spirit that's always trying to steal what belongs to the promise. And set your feet into that soil that's there. And don't be moved. But separate the spirit of Ishmael. The tendencies of Ishmael. The personality of Ishmael. Speak to that. You have no place in this house. You cannot dwell here. Nor will you receive the inheritance of the spirit of God in me. How do you get there? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. If you're in a place today, and in your life, you know who you were born to be. I want you to consider again who you were born to be. First of all, I want you to consider right now who God called you to be and the life He chose for you to live. And if you compromise that every day or once a week or once a month, but you compromise that and you find that you see yourself compromising more and more because there is an Ishmael, there's that spirit of the flesh that's around you that's always trying to justify why you should give up some of your promise because he's always trying to get your inheritance. It's okay, don't worry about it. You're grown, you're an adult, you can make your own decisions. God doesn't mind. Well, God does mind. God does mind. He does mind what you do. He does mind where you go. And it does matter to him how you live your life. You need to hear me this morning. It matters to Him what kind of temple that you provide for Him when you get up every morning. It matters to Him what you're putting into that temple. It matters to Him where you put that temple, where you take that temple. It matters to Him. 
What you allow to come through those eye gates. It matters to Him what you allow to come into your ears. It matters to Him what comes out of your mouth. It matters to Him. Does anybody hear me in this place today? There's an inheritance and then there's a gift. You decide. You decide what you're going to receive. You get to choose. See, Abraham could have said, there's no way I'm sending off my, wife, my concubine and her son. Because that son is mine too. There's no way I'm sending them off. Abraham could have said, no way. And the father would have said, your blessing is lost. Because I'm not going to share that blessing with him. You get to decide today. And there's a blessing literally for every single one. When I say blessing, I'm not talking about money falling from heaven. Some of you, the greatest gift you could get today would be walking out of this room with a heart full of peace. Some of you, just a thimble full of hope would carry you through another week. So I don't know what that blessing looks like. But I can tell you this, it will come to you if you will say to those things that have come to try to steal your inheritance, if you will say to those things, get away from me to a far country. And I'd emphasize far. Get away from me to a far country. And don't tell me where you're going. Because I want to make sure if I miss you, I don't come looking for you. Amen? Stand with me if you would, please. Again, you're the only one. You're the only one that can do these things. But I really hope that today, you see the difference. That, and you understand that good isn't always God. It's really not. You understand the difference between receiving an inheritance and receiving a gift. I don't want to be the guy walking away with a box full of tissue. <laughs> Father, what do you have for me? Here's a piece of juicy fruit. In fact, a son would never ask, Father, what do you have for me? If they're ever asking, they're not yet a son. Because a, a true son, a real son, already knows that everything the Father has laid up for them is in abundance. Everything. Do you hear me today? Let's pray. Father, I'm... Today, standing with a people that have eyes to see and ears to hear. I'm standing with a people making decisions, considering, I hope this morning, that you plant in every heart this passion to consider again. Am I giving up my inheritance because I'm compromising my purpose and what you've called me to be and who you've called me to be and the witness and the testimony that you've called me to be because I'm comp am I compromising that by allowing an Ishmael, that of the flesh, to come in and try to steal from that? Father, I pray every person will consider today who they are. And I pray that in that consideration, when they see, when we see, if we see, whatever we see, that you give us a pathway through that. And that literally freedom is lying at the door. It's lying at the door. And I pray today that we open that door and we let freedom come to us. And, and we receive that word and we receive this today to be strength to us. And, and we begin to make the changes 
that you need, you desire, your passion is for us to make so that we can be in line and in tune and one with you. Let it be. And if there's any in this room, any under the sound of my voice watching online or present in this place that has come in and, and there's an ulterior, an alter, there's a spirit in them that is opposed to what it is you desire. Intentionally or unintentionally, if there's something in them that is, they, don't, they take the things of God with a grain of salt. They don't put importance on it. They don't put in significance on relationship with you. If, if there's one under the sound of my voice that when they think of you, they just think of a real good story or a real nice guy. Father, I pray today, change their heart. Let them see today. Let them know today that this walk with you, it is deeper than reading a good book. It's deeper than showing up on Sunday morning. It's deeper than every now and then letting someone pray for us or us praying for them. It's deeper than that. Whether we're young or older, no matter where we've come from, no matter how long we've been in the kingdom today, Holy Ghost, you do your will, you do your word, you do your thing in the heart and soul of every man and woman in this place this morning. Because Father, I know what your passion is. You are raising up sons and daughters. You are raising up sons and daughters of purpose. Sons and daughters of the Spirit. Let it be today. Let each of us evaluate our own lives today. And cast out the bondwoman and her son. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together this morning.